so yeah, we're talking about Bill Russell and his dominance in Will Chamberlain. I think, bro, you you got to think about this. Michael Jordan's <coughs> game was very dominant, and his competitive edge was dominant, and his physical gifts were dominant for the time he played in. Right. Steph Curry would beat the shit out of his teams. This nigga's raining threes. Oh, bro, they wouldn't have no fucking answer for him back then. They None. would think he was cheating. Like, he'd get drug tested after every game. They'd probably check his eyes to see if he's a fucking cyborg. Like, bro, like, shit that bro, Steph they Curry wouldn't believe what they would see. There wouldn't be nothing you could do with them. They would, as a matter of fact, if you put, like, Steph Curry on, like, a 93-94 Orlando, they're winning the championship. You got to spread them. You got to spread motherfuckers that far away from Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forget about it. Chalk it up. They're both averaging 40 a fucking game. Bro, I would legit. Because then you really, because Penny would just lead and assist. You see what I'm saying? Like, like Penny, like, we don't need you to score, buddy. Like, you can if score. you want. Just, but the floor. just keep the floor. You have, if, you slash, if you slash, make sure you either dunk on somebody's entire existence or dish <laughs> the rock and get the fuck out the way. Keep that lane open for Shaq, and it don't matter. Steph gonna stretch this motherfucker back at least thirty-four feet. We all right. And that's crazy. Yeah. Nick Anderson, Steph Curry, Penny Bro. Hardaway, Scott Styles. <laughs> you feel me? Like it's it's, it's raining bombs, brother. Like Bro, I said, it's you, just all threes. Yeah. The the reason motherfuckers was, it was easy to guard Shaq is because the force compact. People, yeah, people was able to compact like crowd the lane a little bit more with Penny driving. And you can you can put a bit more bodies around him, and hopefully his touch will be affected because he had impeccable touch for a motherfucker that big. I give him that. But yeah, man, you can't. It's certain people's a lot of people's games are. I love the fact that now you're starting to people are starting to understand that the game is so different now, but in a good way because the motherfuckers playing now. Yes, they could have lasted back in the day, even if you were getting physical with them because they're so skilled. Yeah, like it, it just ain't beating the motherfucker. Okay, you can try to beat me up all you want, but I'm a. If you don't get to me quick enough, I'm gonna shoot your fucking lights out. Right. You, you saying like if you don't, if you don't fucking, you know what I mean? Like, or uh, you got big man. All right, cool. You can try to beat me up in the post, but I'm gonna bring your ass out here and cook you. Joker's gonna bring uh Shaq, a key, Shaq like, out to the top of the key and boogie on him all damn day, bro. There's nothing he can do about it. Yeah, because you're going to be focusing on Jokic, and he has clear fucking passing lanes because he's tall you, as you shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing to how. Why would you sit there? How, how dare y'all sit back in the middle of the year? They never would have lasted back then. Like, bro, <laughs> there were some really bad centers. Oh, my God. And power forwards. And pop, like, we remember the Barclays. We remember the um, Tim Duncans, I guess, and like, like the, the Sean Camps and all those guys. Like, they weren't, they're big, but like, bro, I would take. Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's a more skip like, but these guys will step out. Kevin well, Love will just say, drag you out to the like Chris Bosch will drag you out to the corner and just shoot on you all damn day. You know what's crazy? Rick Smith was a premier big man. Thank mm-hmm. you. Like that's crazy. Rick Smith again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like Rick Smith again. His shit dragged by your by your running shit. Luke Longley. You feel me? Like they ain't nobody ever been like, ooh, we got Bill Winnington. Uh, you get, know the what I mean? fuck. Like, get the fuck out of here. They ain't about to do nothing with these big men today. Just stop playing, brother. Get out of here, man. Like, I don't care how physical you are. 
Like that's not gonna cut it. Uh, uh, Rick Mahorn to get this shit, man. He would. Bro, Rick Mahorn would get destroyed. <laughs> Rick Mahorn and Bill Lambeer would get absolutely annihilated. They would get fucking toasted by these big men these days. Like, are you are you crazy? And a lot of these <laughs> niggas was beanpoles, bro. That's like, bro, saying. Robert Parrish, <laughs> made the pick with him. Robert Parrish guarding fucking Kevin Durant. Nigga, man, same height. He's gonna be that powerful. You gotta guard him. Got the athleticism, like bro, Patrick Ewing ain't running with fucking Blake Griffin. No, Charles Oakley ain't running with Blake Blake Griffin. Nigga, they trying to pound him. The grit and grind Grizzlies would have been really good for like ninety five, ninety six. You feel me? They're just bro. They tried to play a basketball that was no longer being played. But and this is before the three revolution. Yeah, and the crazy shit is, is like not even your marquee big man right now. Well, actually, I, you can't tell me JaVel McGee and DeAndre Jordan wouldn't give them nine, uh, uh, outside a good of 19. Like, you something like they, they're going to give fit, they're going to give hella fits to a lot of big men in the 90s, bro. They're too fucking athletic, bro. Like, there's nothing you can do about a motherfucker that size that can probably jump over you if you felt like it, bro. Like, I don't think a lot of those big men could play today. Hell no. No one's getting Anthony Mackey or McKee. No. Or Anthony Mason. Nobody wants no. It's not happening. The brothers very few. Like, cause these very niggas bang. Very few big man games are transferable to the game now. Larry Johnson couldn't do that. He's no. a six five power forward. And I love fucking I love Larry Johnson. I love Larry Johnson. Very unsophisticated Larry game. It's not happening. He would get his shit ran. Very unsophisticated game that these guys yeah. have. He would get his shit ran in today's game. He would get his shit cooked up every which way. Anthony Davis would have a fucking field day on Larry Johnson. Oh, my God. <laughs> Larry Johnson would get his – bro, his, his stuff would get tossed so badly. He might as well just hand it to the third row. Like, dead ass. Anthony, Anthony Davis would light, light the fuck up if he had to guard. And what? Oh, let's go. How and, tall is he? Oh, and, God. And crazy shit is, as much shit as Charles Barkley talk, nigga, these motherfuckers will cook you, Chuck. I'm sorry, bro. They will do you dirty right about now, fam. You didn't really have no jump shot. No. You were, I mean, you had a nice little cut game. Don't get me wrong. He could use his butt to get niggas out the way on rebound. That's about it. And you, if you had a, if you had a nice little lane, you had you was uncannily fast enough at your size and explosive enough to drive the lane and do some damage. But that's it, bro. Like, let one of these big niggas, let, like I said, let Anthony Davis take your ass out on top of the key. And we're going to see what you do. Bro, it's it's to the point, like, Dennis Rodman would have no need. He would be, he's Bye. literally a tall fucking Patrick Beverly. Bye. We wouldn't need, he wouldn't see the floor. And, uh, oh, he'd Dennis see Rodman, it from the seats. Yeah, I'm going to say Dennis Rodman <laughs> would be fucking, who's a, a, a he would be Metal like Ronnie Turioff. Yep. Like, seriously, God though. Graces. Like that, like that. I'm, if we being real, bro, he would be a Ronnie Terry off today. <laughs> there would be no. There's. What do you need him for? He's not going to give you no buckets. And no. there's no way in hell you put somebody out there on the floor who can't give you a semblance of getting a bucket. That is, you just can't do it. You can't. Uh, I'm not going to get you fucking anywhere. No, it's not. I'll give a fuck. How many rebounds you give me? That's not really helping me, bro. I'm sorry. Thank you for stopping you. the guy. Like, thank you for stopping their fourth option. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. That's thank you for stopping. Done. Maybe Draymond, <laughs> but Steph. 
But Steph, Wiggins, and and Clay, what the fuck off? (laughs) Thank you. Thanks a lot. Way to go. He didn't get that double double. He didn't get that double double. He didn't get that ten. Oh, that he didn't get that ten, eleven, and eleven. He normally get. Oh, Draymond dropped a triple double. He had eleven points, ten rebounds, eleven assists. And it's all fouls because Dennis couldn't keep his hands (laughs) off. You feel me? Like great job for let that go by. And meanwhile, Clay set another fucking quarter record for thirty something fucking points. You know what I'm saying? Like, that didn't do me no fucking good, bro. Bro, like, Gary Payton, bro, I, I honestly think Gary Payton would have got his ass handed to him by Steph. Dennis Rodman had the fucking nerve to say LeBron James has no moves. Nigga, what? He said me and Scotty will lock him up. I said, no, he what wouldn't. the fuck? Scotty, maybe, but LeBron would just fly the fuck by him. Hold on, time out. Scotty in his prime Can got about him? 40 dropped on him by a 19-year-old Dirk Nowitzki. Mm. And yeah, uh-huh. You remember that story? Yeah. They was talking about that. Charles Barkley and somebody else told that story. Charles Barkley said, that's the first time I met Dirk Nowitzki. And he said, after I seen him do that to Scotty, he came in the locker room and he said, I forgot, he said, um, he asked for my autograph. And he said, the only way I give it to you is if you sign up to go to, as if you go, uh, say you're going to sign to go to Auburn. He said, no, I got to go to the military because I guess you got to do military service when you graduate high school in Germany. Mm-hmm. He said, military? Man, fuck all that. That's, a good, that's the biggest target to shoot. You see what I'm saying? He said, you just put up 40 on fucking Scottie Pippen. You ain't going to no damn military, son. Like, you're going to leave, brother. Like, that ain't happening. And sure enough, he did one year in the military and went straight over to the motherfucking NBA. Bro, it's just, we talk about games that translate. Yeah. And I really think, even with football now, bro, you couldn't put Joe Montana, like, because he runs a very intricate offense. But people, like, was Randy Moss more gifted speed-wise than Jerry Rice? Yes. Was Terrell Owens a better overall built athlete? Like, was he more versatile? Could he take you inside and out? Absolutely. Was he Jerry fucking Rice? Get the fuck out of here. And T.O., worked hard and I think because he came up under the tutelage of Jerry Rice that he had so many of his accolades because you're not going to outwork Jerry T.O. a lot of his T.O. got a lot of his got a lot of shit off just because he was just a better athlete right he was 6'3 225 like so you're not going to out muscle him you're not going to out leap him but you could you you could shut him down very often was anybody like bro Daryl Green was faster than everybody and 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 they mama could not lock down Jerry no Deion Sanders as great as he was could not consistently lock down Jerry there was just something about his route running and the way he he treated the game of football that you couldn't beat and in the nineties nigga you only had two wideouts Herman Moore great wideouts. But average compared to everybody else. Um, Andre Reed, Andre Risen, Michael Irvin, Chris Carter, Sterling Sharp. Like, you had all these great wideouts. None came fucking close to Jerry. Jerry treated the position a, lo- a lot different. Like, the intricacies of being a wide receiver is what. He he did a lot of shit that people wouldn't really hit to, 
that put him over the edge. Like, I studied – being able to play receiver made me study some certain shit that other receivers did. And I found out he did hand stretches. And he was able over time to stretch his hands to an effect to what to where it widened it, it widened his hand. Mm. So he, it was a bigger target for the ball. Um and his it's something about your fingers being able to um one of the most coveted things for a receiver to be able to do if you hold your palm up and bend your fingers backwards. Mm. If your fingers can stay parallel to your forearm without too much pain or stress. Like if they can if you can get them to stretch back that far you have a great hand to be able to grip the grip and grab the ball, and 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 what they for what they call soft hands. Mm. Jerry came. Jerry was doing all that shit, stretching his hands, stretching his fingers out, making his hand wider, getting a wider base to be able to grip grip and grab that. It he. It's because of little shit like that that he did that other receivers weren't doing. Like literally studying routes to the to the step, depending upon how far he was away from the goal line to be able right. to run the route the right way. He did that shit. A lot of he studied it that meticulously, bro. Like and I never knew that shit. So that's when I started to give him a lot more respect. Like, okay, now I see why he got off and he was able to cook the shit out of people like he did. Because he was just on a whole nother level as far as what receivers did to train and, and prepare. A lot of other receivers wasn't on that time. But he was. Jay Rice was just on a different level. He was just <clears throat> a totally different world when it came to being a receiver. Bro, and I think what happens is like you see the yards that other people put up, like you like the the Odell Beckham. Like, bro, if Odell doesn't make that catch his rookie year. I don't think the creation that becomes Odell Beckham Jr. becomes Odell Beckham Jr. I, I think it's purely a, and I'm not saying he didn't earn it. He's not a good court, uh, you know. Uh, a, a good wide receiver, but bro, it's like the the what you need to be, and even with Marvin Harrison, like what you need to be considered a great receiver. Mm. Great. Marvin Harrison is one of the underrated greats, highly underrated. Consistency on an impeccable level, and he gets overlooked as far as the great receivers go. Because, I think because he had fucking Peyton, but he it's the but. To be able to be that consistent is still difficult, even with a great quarterback. Right. Because to be able to duck injury like he did, um, when you, it may, it kind of makes it harder when you think about it, knowing that you okay. Because if you're going into it, you as a defensive coordinator going into that week's game against the Colts, you know their primary connection. Mm-hmm. You have to scheme for that every day. Everybody's <laughs> going to have to scheme for that. So you know, not only is the defense scheming for you, you have to figure they have to. They're going to mix it up. You're going to see something new every week, exclusively for you, and to be able to combat that and still put up crazy ass up like and that's hard, bro. And that's what they did every week, week in and week out. So that's why it kind of makes it harder with a with a marquee receiver and a marquee quarterback because as you know, everybody's gunning to stop that. If we can stop that and let everybody and we'll fuck around, fuck it. Everybody else get off cool, but at least we stop that. If we can beat them, if they beat us with everybody else getting off, we'll take it. But if you if you can't stop that, then they, you ain't got no fucking chance. So, yeah, they're going to scheme for it, and they still got off. He, he was still putting up them yards. He was still gassing you on 50, 60-yard touchdown routes. Like, it was crazy, bro. Like, 
Marvin Harrison is highly underrated. Highly underrated. <clears throat> and I think, bro, while I watch this, <clears throat> you when you watch the Buckeyes, just to go back to, even to the Michigan game, but to the Michigan State game, the route running ability Ooh. of Ooh. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, it's poetry. Bro, I remember last year when he had that touchdown catch. His first touchdown catch, mm-hmm. like the wherewithal of where to fucking put his foot. That Man. was the greatest catch I've ever seen at Ohio State. The, uh, and, and, and we've seen a bunch, <clears throat> bro. He got yeah. it and it was like, oh, well, I guess he's out. And he's like, no, no. I, I he had said, it. No, I got that. I, I, I caught that, that back. I caught that. That's a touchdown. And, and I caught, and my foot was in. Yes. And they go and show it. I'm like, me and my boy sitting there while I was like, bro, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was like, what the Crazy, fuck is this? Bro. Right. What the fuck is yeah. this? Like right. this nigga stretched out and had to just tap his toe. Just tap his toe, easy, crazy, right? Some Android shit. Like, and he's only crazy. gotten better. Oh yeah, he's Ooh. only gotten better. Like, bro, the Ohio State Buckeyes next year is going. If we can get our defense straightened, we're gonna beat the shit out of teams. You know, but that's the scary thing, though. That might be our last year with him, fam. <laughs> that's fine. Because if he can get, yeah, yeah, he's special. He's gone. Now, after next year, he's gone. He's top. He's a top five pick, bro. He's, he's gone. Special. He's like, gone. Yeah. He. I think the only reason he starts over Alave is because he's younger. Because Alave's mm-hmm. nice, and I'm not. T- but but like, bro, they're yeah, they're all just really good. He's very. Oh, he's he's just too good. Alave. Like, I think this is Alave's last year. So he yeah, he's a go. senior. He has to go. Um, but Garrett's I want to see. I want to see because he, bro, he just runs routes greatly. Oh man, he's he runs routes greatly. He's mastered the slot. Barn, he is a slot man. He is. I try. I know that's my position. He's mastered that fucking position. To watch him run that position is it's a treat, bro. I'm taking from the slot receiver. It is a treat to watch him run that fucking position. He mastered that position. The way he manipulates linebackers and defensive backs. The way he's so in tune with his quarterback, the way he runs his routes and stems his routes and breaks them off from the original path. Like he is a master of that shit, bro. Like I've never seen nobody play that damn position so masterfully and so beautifully, bro. It, it's 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 literally it, when you draw it up in the in the in the in the in the fucking in the in the room in the offensive in the offense as an offensive coordinator, when you draw up what you want your slot receiver to do, he hits every fucking nail on the head, bro. He's flawless. He, even if you don't need him, and he's available on the fucking big board in the draft, you have to take. You him. have to. You have to take. You him. have to. You will be selling yourself because he's got height. He's built bro. like bro. The thing that I didn't like about a lot of it was because he was so fucking skinny. Mm-hmm. He was just so fucking tiny, and yet he happened to get open, and he's just smooth. He makes it look effortless. So it makes it look like he's not doing anything. But the technical ability of Jackson Smith and Jigba, you can tell, oh, this guy has gotten his feet down. He's gotten his hands. Like, him missing a catch is wild. Oh, yeah, man. He's made some of the craziest catches. I, I'm still tripping over the one he made yesterday. I, that shit still stuck on me. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. He's fucking – he's phenomenal. He's Bro. like instant offense. As soon as you – whatever he – wherever he goes – if he's not your starting slot receiver, fire offensive coordinator. Bro, he is. He, Jack Smith and Jig, but the audacity to even go for that. Man, like I said, bro, he caught that bitch. And then I'm like, don't even challenge it. He caught that motherfucker. I can't believe he caught that ball. He caught that there. 
he caught that falling down underthrown. He was falling, and he still had to catch it behind him. Yeah, my God, bro, that's that's yeah. Word, I can't. He's in because we've had guys who were burners. Joe uh, Joey Galloway was a burner. Ted Gill was a burner. Ted like wasn't the greatest on the routes. Like Brian Robisky can make some big catches. Anthony uh, Gonzalez, he'll make some big catches. Uh-huh. Our line, uh-huh. I guess, has some speed. Like Dane Sandenbacher, I remember that. Who <laughs> Trestle is a G, bro. He won with Dane Sandenbacher. Hey, hey bro, I fucked with this. Dane Sandenbacher and Devere Sandenbach. Posey were our number one and two dudes. <laughs> hey, man. Shout out to Devere, bro. That's but, but, a home like that home, is homie. But it's like. Like I can't think of any because even with Garrett just making the catches that he does, Whew. deep ball got like bro. Whew. But the route running ability of Jackson Smith and Jigba and bro, and if he gets faster, I think he probably runs a four or five five. Like I, I know yeah, he's not a burner. Somewhere in there, he's not. He's, he's, I, I, he got he got good game speed. Yeah, yeah. If he I, and I think that's probably why he's so good at his routes because he knows he needs to work on his have his quickness and everything be the technique. He knows that he has to have his technique be route because he can't just be like I'm just gonna run past well, this motherfucker. He anyway. does have a um for somebody who's not like a burner because mm-hmm. I know he's gonna run like his his forty time ain't gonna tell his story. No, it's not. He has a very he has a unique quick quick twitch change of direction. Like he very rarely loses speed on his change of direction, right? And you can see that when, like, his after his his uh, his yards after catch, catches that ball, bro. He'll he'll kill a motherfucker with a smooth little cut, but he never loses stride. He's still going straight. I mean, he's still yeah, he's still going upfield at, at like at 18, 19 miles an hour, bro. It's it's it's, it's fucking crazy. And crazy. I still begin. I think it's because he's not moving that fast to begin with. Uh. I think he's really he's, he's tampering. He's he's pumping the brakes on a lot of things. Yeah, and then when he needs to go, he's go. But I think if he had that quick, like that 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 breakaway speed, it'd be bro. He'd be so dangerous. I think because he goes across the middle, he knows that he may need to still have that weight because Garrett's not going across the middle like that. Like he's not now. I say like our most deep. Like this, I think, bro. The last few years we've had deep. Like, but these three guys are gonna be number like they're gonna be first round picks. Like, cause KJ Hill was good. Yeah. Terry McLaurin was he wasn't much at Ohio State, but he gets to the fucking pros and this <laughs> nigga's balling. Oh yeah. Like Paris he's, Campbell he's, he's, was just fucking faster than everybody. Johnny Dixon wasn't bad. Like, like we had a deep like Benjamin Victor was tall. Um Mac was pretty good too. But like these guys we have now, like, bro, it's just that's five it's a different level, bro. It's just a, it, it is a, it's a different level. Garrett's gonna go. When Garrett goes, I think Garrett will be able to spread around. Like Garrett's mm-hmm. somebody you could you could put on the outside and, and put in a slot here and there, and be and still get the same effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just he's he's handsy. Yeah, he is. He's a high lightweight in the habit. Even when he Fair. can make up, when he doesn't do a route running, he just makes up with hands, bro. He's one of the most handsy fucking receiver. Like I, it, his catches. Whew, Garrett Wilson got some catches. Yeah, he does. The one oh, that Clemson, career, he got some crazy ass catches, man. Bro, the the thing with Garrett too is that his his ability to literally just be a walking highlight, and and I think when now like 
we don't have like we don't have guys who are just athletes playing wide receiver. We have actual wide fucking receivers. Yeah. Like these niggas are wide outs. It's not like you're you're not gonna do a lot of extra dumb shit to try to get them in the open field. No, these niggas is wide outs. Like Garrett Wilson is a wide receiver. He is he is a Michael Irvin type in a way. He's a Chris Carter type in a way. Like Chris Olave is a wide receiver. Like you don't need them as an H back. Like they're not like a Percy Harvey. Not like yeah, you don't need that shit. Like even though you could use them for them purposes here and there, it's just still not even necessary, bro. Like you could really spread. You could spread and kill with them all game mm -hmm. long, nonstop. Pick your poison. They know the route tree perfectly. Yes, definitely. Which is it's highly impressive. Motherfucking receivers like that keen on the route tree. Like I've, I, that's another thing I've rarely ever watched. To have three receivers like that crispy and that sound, like that really technical with their route. Yeah, I, I, I really do like that about them. Like that's I can't think of any time where Jose had that because, like I said, yeah, like, Anthony Gonzalez and Santonio. Santonio was fast. Santonio was a good receiver. But this nigga wasn't a straight line burner like Ted, bro. Like no. Ted, when he came on the screen, like if you gave Ted a little bit, I remember it was oh, no, the 05, 06 Fiesta Bowl, and Ted cooked this one cornerback the entire game. Yeah, you couldn't like, give him nothing, bro. You couldn't because Ted will fucking take the fuck like, off. Like seriously, him. I think they talked about that. They said if you knew, they said if Ted had, if Ted was like a um like a half clip behind, like shoulder wise, like if they was running, and Ted would. Fuck a step behind, like Ted, you know what I'm saying? I mean, fuck a step ahead or shoulder to shoulder. He said, Nigga, if I seen Ted was like a half step behind, I'm still launching that bitch. Because yeah. by the time the ball got there, I, I'm gonna overthrow it. Because by the time <laughs> the ball get there, Ted's gonna be two steps ahead of him. He, right. he said, if, he, if he's that close to you in the middle of the route, you lost. And that's yeah. how fast that motherfucker is. I said, Get the fuck out of here. Bro, Ted was. Sure enough, it showed some family. They showed that shit. He would throw that bitch. Ted wasn't even, he wasn't even ahead of homeboy. Homie got his back turned. And really, like, I'm talking about on the ball snap. He turned his back and instantly started running. Ted caught him from the line and still passed him and got the ball. I said, get the fuck out of here, bro. Bro. Didn't know he was that fast, fam. Ted, and that's when Ted came. Ted was recruited as a corner. Yeah. As a fucking corner. And then they're like, hey, you know what? Why is he not having the ball at all? Like, the Michigan game where Troy and Ted destroyed the niggas was mm. beautiful. Mm. Carved their asses up. They bro, I never felt like so that, bad man. to be John Navarre in my entire life. Mm. Like, bro, this is not it. Mm. Carved them fools up. Like, that's it. And we have a pedigree of great wideouts. Like, our, for some odd reason, our quarterbacks just don't fucking hack it. Nah. But they just haven't had to up until now. No. Like, CJ Stroud, I'm telling you, especially going into next year, this nigga's got his confidence. He's got his moxie. He is going to be slicing teams up. And he's going to put some more muscle on them. And I think, too, with CJ, he will not, like, he, if he doesn't have to have to run, he's going to keep his eyes on the field. And that's something that you coach up and you hope, and people may get mad, like, why didn't he just take off? Bro, he's going to – he's one trying to stay in the game because Justin took a lot of hits. Right. Justin took a lot of hits. Justin took a lot of unnecessary hits. But Justin was also 6'3", fucking 30. Well, I so, mean, this is one of your coach's responsibility to show you um, – I, I want I, this is when it's Ryan Day's responsibility or whoever the quarterback's coach's responsibility is. Like, hey kid, you will be here. You you're gonna be at the next level. Take a look at this. 
and and bring out Peyton Manning scrambling and bring out Tom Brady and bring out, you know what I'm saying, all these known pocket passes, these known pocket greats from Drew Brees fam. Hey, even they had to buckle down and use their legs here and there. Hell, Peyton ran for a couple touchdowns. Even Eli ran for a touchdown. So they ain't got no burners. They know nowhere near as fast as C.J. Stroud. Right. You can, t- you can turn around and, and, and get your team six, seven yards, eight, nine yards when you need to. Nobody said you had to turn into Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson, but this is this is the responsibility of a quarterback. You ain't even got to do it more than five times a game if you don't need to, but this is your responsibility as a quarterback, son. Like, you have to move the offense, whether you want to and whether you want to get out this pocket and run or not. You're responsible for this offense moving. Make this motherfucker move. I think also CJ's like he – every time he trusts his receivers, they come through for him. Which is good. Yeah, like, bro, that's that's something Justin had. Because even Dwayne didn't have that type of consistency of anyone who was in is going to catch the fucking ball. No. And I think CJ is a he's a more patient guy because Justin be like, yo, I don't like it, I'm out. Dwayne will stay in the pocket, but at the same time, like the scheme was set up for Dwayne to literally dice motherfuckers apart. People really be sleeping on Dwayne Hassey because he he since burned out a kinda in the fucking NFL. But this nigga came out here after fucking JT and destroyed team. Haskins was nice, bro. I don't even say what you wanted about him as a pro right now. They say it's really not his talent or his, it's his head. They said it's actually his work ethic. They said he just really don't work the way they want him. To, they want an NFL quarterback to work. They said he'll go on the practice field and bust ass and and actually do decent. Um, they said, but there's certain pieces of the offense he he be having trouble picking up. Sometimes he'll forget to play call. They said it's just he lazy. And that's he work horrible. Human, yeah, he work you around for talent, but he lazy. And I, I bro, it's just because we've met, like every time Dwayne threw the ball, like because here's how it went for quarterbacks for me. Every time Craig Crenshaw threw the ball, I was like, "Yeesh, this is gonna get caught." <laughs> every time, for the most part, Troy threw it, especially after his his after his sophomore season, like the junior season, oh five oh six. I was like, "Oh, that's going to somebody." Oh yeah, definitely. that's 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 going to where exactly where it need to be, and it was like that. We got Joe Bowserman, yeesh. Then we had TP. Eesh. Like, oh, shit. Like, if he's throwing it, either that nigga is so wide open, he can't miss it, or TP's like, fuck it, I'm Terrell Pryor. Them TP years were not great quarterbacking years. And then we got then we got Braxton. And, bro, it was yeesh. It was the same thing with TP. It's just like, this nigga's either throwing it to the most open person on the planet, or, oh, man, yeah. this ain't oh, good. Man. You better let's. Let's hope like, for the best. I trusted Braxton throwing a screen, a flat, and a deep ball. Intermediate throws where he had to throw the guy open. If he was going across the middle, man, it, it, it might be going the other way. We got JT early on before Urban got to him and fucked him up. When he threw the ball, you knew it was going to somebody. But I think with Urban Meyer's offense, it was deep ball and nothing. Those intermediate passes, he, I think he he coached JT Adam because he tried to make him a fucking runner. JT Barrett was a four-star pocket passing quarterback. Yeah, and I think that kind of <laughs> that, that ruined him because he took yeah, a lot of fucking he unnecessary took a lot of hits. hits. He got banged up pretty bad back Bro. then. Like, and I think he got coached out of playing the way that he grew up playing. Bro, Texas, 
they're not doing a lot of like if you're a throwing quarterback, it's because you go to a school they fucking throw the ball. Right. Like, why are you having him run these fucking read options? Well, know, he's not that fast. Well, you know, Urban, Urban's always been a stubborn coach. It's not too yes. much he can do or say to get him to deviate from what he does anywhere he goes. Um, shit, he damn near trying to run. Shit, the, the, the fucking offense for fucking Jacksonville damn near look like Ohio State. Like, nigga, that, is not do, that ain't going to work. You can't do that. Like, Urban was he – had, he was a very – his offenses work, but he was not an offensive genius. No. He just happened offensive. to have a lot of fucking talent. I can say his offenses work because of his personnel. <laughs> he he was just a master fucking recruiter anywhere yeah. he went. Like it is what it is. Urban gonna get Urban gonna get his boys. Bro. But, but, no, go ahead. No, nah, well, I've I've noticed that even from fucking Utah. Mm. Urban gonna get who we need. It, it's it's the fun he has to say he has, he's had the same formula everywhere he went. I need a certain type of quarterback. With a couple of scat, with a couple of uh, speedsters around him, uh, as far as playmakers go in the slot or in the uh, in the, at, at the back position, and I just I just need me a solid defense. It don't have to be the best one. It just <laughs> has to be a solid defense, and I can make it work. He recruited athletes, but wasn't high on development because mm-hmm. no Urban Meyer quarterback has ever been a top like ever. He just didn't develop fucking quarterbacks, except for Al- Alex Smith was the only exception. Alex Smith was. <laughs> That was – he was with Urban for, like, one or two years. That wasn't his guy. That that was – Urban was at Bowling Green, and he inherited mm-hmm. Alex Smith. Like, Alex Smith was going to be – I mean, it helped that he went on the fucking feed it for fucking Utah and that the rest of the quarterback class in 2005 was Cheeks other than Aaron fucking Rodgers. And, boy, did San Francisco miss on that one. Um, <laughs> but, hey, he goes to Cal, literally right across the bay. Not that hard. Not, not like it's. You can still watch them. It's West Coast time, but like Troy's never not true. But like, yeah, Urban's never had a great quarterback. And like his, even his running backs, Chris Rainey and Jeff Dips ain't do nothing in the league. He's very much a college coach that had a college style offense, and he never developed. Not like his players were just fast, but he. I don't. I can't think of a, a top Urban Meyer receiver. Like, uh, what's his name? Who was a murderer? Like, that's it. Like Riley, uh, the one dude who said nigger, at a, he'll fight every nigga at a country concert. So all thirteen Riley of them. Cooper. Yeah, he wasn't great. Like Lewis Injury wasn't a great wideout. Like Urban had good. Like now his linemen, they'll get you somewhere. His oh, linemen, yeah. his DBs, cool. But that's not really on him. That's just. He has a good line coach. And so, yeah, like we think back, they're like, yeah, he won a lot of great college. He won a lot of college games, great recruiter, great motivator. Wasn't good on development. And I think that hindered a lot of his quarterback because, bro, it's very easy. It's a one read offense. And once we got Ryan Day running the fuck and being office coordinator and he got a hold of Dwayne, holy shit, bro, our offense looked night and fucking day. Night and mother, like I'll be sure in his prime, bro. Like you have a fucking, you have a guy slinging that fucking rock accurately to many different players, bro. <laughs> fucking Dwayne Haskins got Terry McLaurin a fucking contract. That that's not that's not an easy feat. He got Paris Campbell into the fucking league. 
got Austin Mack tryouts. They weren't that bad. They weren't, but it's like with JT, bro, they look pedestrian. They look super pedestrian. And it's the same thing with the Oregon offense. A lot of the Oregon offense is playmaker heavy, but not playmaker development heavy. Like even with the the glory years when they had fucking um Chip Kelly. Bro, DeAnthony Thomas was is not a wideout. He's a playmaker. Well, Michael James wasn't fast. He was just shifty. Kenyon Barner was a pure running back. But in the pros, you don't have a lot of fucking screen passes and read out. I mean, now you do. But you still need a guy who's going to be able to bang. There's a reason why fucking LeGarrette Blunt has three fucking Super Bowls. True. It's, but it's ready to find a balance back nowadays. Yeah. It's, but I, it, I mean, but you have Zeke. You have guys who just like they compartmentalize everything. They so get much. wore down real quick, though. Yeah. It's a lot of hits. Anyway, I get, bro, your TV's in there. In the mm-hmm. But so it's just like when we, when we talk about great coaches, like, but even Nick Saban, his skill guys for the most part are developing. He just got his first quarterback that actually did shit in the league. But everyone else has just been super fucking subpar. No one's looking for fucking Jacob Coker. The fuck? And I think now, like, Alabama's in trouble just because, bro, they don't have... I don't think they have, like, anyone who is, like, their every down back. They don't have that guy that they can just be like, all right, cool, now just carry us through. Who? Alabama. Right now, no. Well, and, I don't, I don't, no. Dude, I don't. Sure what's going on in the running back room now after all these years, but no. I think that's going to be their Achilles heel because they've always had the money. That's what's really got them over everything. It wasn't the quarterback play. It was a running back you couldn't stop. You're right. And they've always had a running back. You really couldn't contain. You couldn't stop if he was going to get off. And it opened everything up. And now that they don't have that, and they got a quarterback that doesn't do the greatest, he'll manage the game in a spectacular fashion, but he just managed the game. He didn't really give you a whole bunch to give you confidence going into the next. And I think that's really what it is. Like, he's a product of a lot of good shit, but when you if oh, you yeah. put it in his hands – can he get it done? And I haven't really seen him being able to get it done when you put it in his hands. Bryce Young was not better than Bryce Young was not better than CJ Stroud in high school. Bryce Young, I'm and Bryce Young's not better than CJ Stroud now. The fucked up thing is because we lost that fucking Michigan game, the narrative is that Bryce Young came back and beat Auburn and Auburn. No, Auburn fucking choked because they don't have a fucking like they suck. They had their backup quarterback. It should not have been that fucking close. They had no offense for the first fucking half. None. And then it just fucking takes off. Like, the one thing that's been blowing my mind is DJ Uyanga delay from Clemson. Yeah, bro. Like, he just nose dog out of nowhere. Bro. I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened to Clemson. They never had a – see, at some point, your receivers need to be burners. Or you, you have to have a burner at some point. And, or someone who's a great playmaker. And yeah. Travis Etienne – protected okay. fucking Trevor Lawrence of a lot of shit because Travis would just be open or he can take a take a run fucking 20 some odd yards. 
You don't have that now. And then with Clemson, bro, it's not an allegiant school. And by that, I mean, you don't have people growing up wanting to go to fucking Clemson. It's not at the state. It's not South Carolina. Like in North Carolina, unless you really like Duke, you want to grow up going to North Carolina. In Ohio, unless you hate Ohio State, you grow up wanting to play for Ohio State. There are people who are loyal to these institutions, to these pillars. If you're a kid that grew up in fucking Norman or Tulsa, anyone, you want to go to Oklahoma unless your family hates Oklahoma. If you're a kid in fucking Houston, like if you want to go to Texas, if you're a kid that lives in anywhere between Ventura County and San Diego, USC. Like that is a way of life that like same thing if you're a kid that grew up in in the Chicago area or the Northwest uh, Indiana, Indiana at all, Notre Dame. That's a prestigious school. Clemson yeah. doesn't have that. <clears throat> yeah, that shit. Anything else, that shit is just weird to me. Anything else is just plain weird. So being, I've always looked, I don't give a damn what Michigan offers you as someone who was born and raised in Columbus. To go to Michigan over Ohio State, it's just. Bro, you're a fucking traitor. It's just weird, bro. You just look <clears throat> weird. That's like being a vegan at a barbecue competition. Like what the fuck are you here for? Like why are you? What, you ain't even supposed to be here. Yeah. Like this is odd. Like I don't get it. You gonna forever be an oddball. You not the. Bro, I think people in Northern Ohio, they have because you have closer ties to Detroit. <clears throat> people in the Cleveland Toledo area, like because that's where Charles Winston went. He went to Fremont. That's way up north. It was like right next to Toledo. There's a damn near border. Fucking Desmond Howard went to Cleveland, uh, St. Benedict. Like, or no, I think he went to Villa Angelisa or something. But like Cleveland, they, I think for us, bro, we're in it. We live it, breathe it. There's so many things in Columbus named Buckeye. Mm-hmm. You throw a right. And I think the passion is <clears throat> so palpable back in Columbus, in the greater Columbus area. And I think, like, if you live in a city where you're not as, not, I don't want to say indoctrinated, but if you're not surrounded by it 24 fucking 7, like, bro, you literally can drive down almost anywhere in, in Portland. You will not see any college stuff. Wow. You won't. You won't see Oregon stuff. You won't see Oregon stuff. I think I've seen one nigga in a beaver shirt. <clears throat> like, there's Portland State. There's University of Portland. There's no, there's no passion, and it's like going to an Oregon game. Like it's such, a, like Oregon got good, and it's such an afterthought to every, to most of the state because yeah. you have I five. That's the pretty much the only way to get the fucking Oregon to, to the University of Oregon. There's not a lot of tailgating. There's not a lot of hotels, so people don't feel comfortable getting super drunk and then just, you know, Ubering to their hotel. Like it's a college town, right? Like University of Oregon has the same passion as OU just with a better team mm-hmm. like if Toledo got really big <clears throat> okay but like Corvallis so it goes Portland Corvallis Eugene like that's 90 minutes away mm-hmm. maybe and then if it's a new like no one does early morning 
like tailgates. Like, bro, when I was selling the gym to the dentist, I was like, bro, if you're trying to tailgate at Ohio State, you better be at that bitch at 5 35 o'clock. Early. Matterly. Like, that's not a, hey, let's just go to, to the game. No. And all roads lead to campus. Oh, yeah. That's Dude, it, it's wild. But let's get to something a little bit more serious. And we were talking about this on Walk Home. And no. thank you for hanging out with me on this, bro. I appreciate Man, it. No. So we had a, an earlier discussion between ourselves around the new normal as far as kids and not kids, but like, I guess teenagers and exploring who they are as far as their gender identity and, and the fluidity of it. And it caught us off guard just because we're so used to the inverse. Like, I had a homegirl or something, like, her brother was like, she told us, like, yeah, like, kids are, if you're just cisgender and straight, you're the oddball. I'd be out of fuck. And I don't think, like, me and you, like, we don't have anything against kids being who they are. It's just like, I think because it's the shock of how fast, like, maybe fast, the, the culture changed. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I can't say I didn't see it coming, but it is kind of rapid. Like, that shit was quick as hell. Like, our sons are going to have a chance to have a fucking threesome a lot earlier than we did in life. And I'm kind of jealous, but proud of them at the same time. <laughs> like, like, yeah, dad, my girlfriend's and the girl's like, they're admitting that now? What the fuck? Like, do you know how many fucking Jaeger bombs you had to get a chick to... And that was not great. Why did we ever... Bro, I, 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 I don't hate it. Because at least kids are knowing about what consent is. Because I think a lot of people's first songs like, what we got to do is just get her really drunk. And then, and now thinking back, what, 17 years later, like, we definitely should have not had that shit fucking documented. Good thing. Mm-hmm. I can consent to have your ass all over the internet nowadays. You break with that shit. Internet don't die. They don't. I, I'm four kids from finding themselves a lot faster, and you have a lot less tortured souls. But it's like the the fact that you can be teased for only being cisgendered and straight is crazy. Like I can imagine, like, hey, this nigga done suck balls. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's not even a little bit. Like, what do you mean a little bit? How do you little bit do that? <laughs> but it, it it's weird when you talk like the media. I think like we get to representation and like kids are more open and able to be honest. And I think having that dialogue and having the 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 vocabulary. Like they're gonna be like our kids are gonna be smarter than us. You know what? They very much so are. I'm I kind of, I'm kind of prepared for that. However, I don't think they're they're gonna be dumb to a lot of shit as well. They're gonna be smarter than us on certain planes, but it's gonna be it's gonna be certain shit they're ignorant to. I mean, it's really not their fault, right? Um, they have a false sense of uh, what's up? We made things a little bit easier for them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, 
it's a it's a certain it's a certain bit of grit that I think erodes with every generation because the more technology advanced, the easier things became and the less that you really had to do. Right. Like we don't I'm have to go pick our own fucking corn. Right. You know what I mean? We also we don't have to, have to eat salted offal and mud. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, every <laughs> generation got a little bit easier and easier and easier. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that if something rubbed off and, and made them a little bit, you know, not so abrasive, I won't say softer, but like we kind of softened up over time because you you get more delicate as you get more as shit gets more easy. You see what I'm saying? Because you you don't have to have a certain mentality that I think that's comes with being gritty. I, I don't think people yeah. I don't want to say it's not necessarily violent, but it's just a certain mental toughness, certain spiritual toughness that you had because of and how how you had to go about doing and getting and attaining shit generation by generation. Bro, so I, I, I get it now, but bro, a lot of that shit was trauma. This is true. Like a lot of that shit that we had was trauma disguises culture like bro growing up in the crack era and like so you probably had because you went to city school and everything i luckily got snatched up at age five of my aunt and uncle very much saved from a lot of what could have fucking happened because and i've said this if my mom and dad would have stayed together and living in columbus during the fucking late 80s early 90s early 2000s or in or east fucking cleveland with the rest of my wild ass family members that i love dearly I don't think I would have made it to 16. Like, people talk about, like, oh, man, was stuff really like that, bro? East 99 and St. Clair was exactly where my people kicked it at. Mm. Like, that era bred, of course, it bred a certain level of toughness, but we also weren't aware that there wasn't another way to do shit. Now kids have a fucking choice. Like, oh, I don't have to be a street nigga. I can do something totally different. I can stay in the house and be entertained. A lot of the shit that we didn't got into was because there was no fucking entertainment other than what we're doing. Of course. Like, let's go. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was trying to explain that the same thing. Like, well, you was outside. You kind of was definitely being a product of a product of your environment truly came from, bro. You 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 were what you were around, bro. Like, it is what it is. It's easy to get mixed up in a whole bunch of nonsense. But then again, it was some of it was choice. A lot of it, some for the most part, wasn't. It was it just was what it was. Or you was you was gonna be you was gonna be by yourself and untrusted by everybody, by your homies, by your siblings. Like how come you won't roll with us? Do this even if we is doing bullshit. How come you won't do it with us? Yeah, yeah. That shit. It shit got real for after a while. I don't know. I think it was because it depends. It depends. Going at yeah, that city school shit. You see some shit happen to be around that era. Yeah. I mean, especially in like the mid to late 90s. Bro. Like that, you saw, I saw some shit. Like, <laughs> you saw some shit in city school. And it's like, that's not something you want Davion or, you know, you don't you want Mm-mm. the kids, and especially they're like, bro, you don't want to see that. Mm-mm. Like, I, as much as it's funny, like, there's this meme of it's like, it's like a girl, like, they probably look like no older than. 13, 14. Go, like, walking back to the apartment, like, towards apartments with, like, five or six little niggas. Bro, that is... And everybody's joking, like, oh, wow, we know what's gonna happen. We should not know what the fuck's gonna happen. Shouldn't. Should not. 
like I feel bad. Like, and then that girl's gonna be shamed by those same niggas that was super hyped up to probably skip school to go in there and crack cheeks. And that's just gonna be trauma. Like that girl's gonna have the trauma of she trusted these boys and then now she's labeled this for the rest of her life. People try, bro. High school <laughs> fucking reputations do not die easily. High school is a wild place. Junior high is a wild place. Like <laughs> a lot of what, like I said, a lot of the shit that we were exposed to, we can only be exposed to via TV, bro. Mm-hmm. Before Tumblr went PG, I could not imagine if we had Tumblr back in the fucking nineties. Listen, bro, bro, we we got hyped off a of Skinamax. You imagine the cesspool that was the internet now, bro. That's what I'm saying. Where, like, bro, I sat back and had to calculate. I said, you know what I had to do? Just to watch a decent clip in high school? Nigga. It's two hours away. Man, I said, these niggas is 10, 11. What? It's just a, it's a Google search away. It's, it's, it's a you, don't even have to, you don't even have to go to the specific site. The videos are fucking there. You feel me? Like, it's the weakest defense. Like, are you 18? Of course I'm of a course fucking sale. Who says no? <laughs> like, who, who, bro, the, like the same person who says no reads the uh, the Apple fucking uh, contract. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, I'm not 18 yet, so I can't look at it. What the fuck are you here for? Right. Oh yeah, that is. Hey, you know what? <laughs> like, if I'm you say no, me. your whole phone should just go black. And it took you goober four years of existence to understand how truly weak that shit. Bro, <laughs> the weakest. <laughs> The weakest. It might as well not even ask. Because even at 13, 14, when you still had access to the internet, you didn't give a fuck. Of course you were going to say you was 18. You didn't, think, you didn't give a damn how weak that shit was. We didn't know about deleting histories. Even though you had to... Uh, <laughs> even though you had to just click through them 30-minute thumbnails. I mean, 30-second thumbnails. You gave your computer A's. That's how we learned about sex education. You, know you picked now, the wrong site, picked the wrong girl. Your shit was ruined. It fucked up. <laughs> Nowadays, it ain't that ain't that hard. Porn is easy. And I think seeing violence is even everything else. Like, bro, I remember watching, and it's actually hard for me to watch still, the fucking beginning of Lean On Me. I can't listen to Welcome to the Jungle. What? I can't, bro. I cannot listen to Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. Like, when, because of seeing that happen. It wasn't like, that bad. Bro. But seeing that as a kid, bro. In real life, see, I thought it was going to be like that in a real bad school in real life, and it wasn't. I, was, I knew I didn't want to go to school in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not going. Definitely hey, you got to go to Eastside High School. No, I'm going to get my GED. I'm going to get that game. Hey. When I walked in, when I first walked into East High School pre-renovation, I kind of felt like that. Not gonna lie, I like, expected Joe, for me to drop out. I expected Joe Clark to come out, smoke crack. Don't you? Hold on, no, 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 don't hit me. No, like, it really get the, you get that little eerie feeling mm-hmm. in them old ass halls, bro. East and Linda McKinley. Oh man, bro, Linda McKinley looks like a look like a gulag. <laughs> that ass, bro. <laughs> like, bro. Like. That school, bro, like the way they like, because I remember watching it and they just made everything just so comically bad. Bro. Like the, 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 you have the one teacher selling drugs to the student. <laughs> like, like, what happened to that guy? Like, you have the one pretty light skinned girl get checking herself out in the mirror, 
And then here come these, like they made it seem like here come these dark animal black bitches. And they just start stripping her and everything. I'm like, damn, am I going to see some titties at nine? This is not a movie I should be watching. And then like the teacher's trying to cover her up and help her out. Then some grown looking motherfucker and just starts <laughs> trying to highlight the teacher. Like, nigga, this is not the time. This is not the time. And then at the lunch scene, the lunch scene was the worst part. Where white dude has a food, black guy comes up, where's my money? And he yeah. starts to walk by, knocks his food down, starts fighting. The, the white guy's like, hey, hey, stop, stop. They knock him down and start slamming his head against the mm-hmm. fucking floor. Like, nigga, that's excessive. That, that, that is kind that of, is... this is gruesome for high school. <laughs> like, this is the beginning of the movie? Why? Like, Is this a we... hardcore match? <laughs> yeah, I'm not one to say we should kill niggas, but we maybe should have shot them niggas. Like, like maybe we should not. I don't want to go to that high school. Let's go to Westside High School. In I'm fact, like, or let's I'm just like, leave New Jersey. If motherfuckers dropped out because this was their only option, I can I get it. <laughs> I am not. I listen. Safety first, right? Um, you know what I mean. You should not go to. You should not have to go to school uh, with military grade. Um, <laughs> Bro, you know what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't want to be a lunch lady. It got wild in that bitch. Bro, Patterson, New Jersey. Like, hey, you know we have nukes. If we, if I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm like, just real, saying. Bro, I'm like, hold on, that was a real school. You got me fucked up. Ain't no like, graduating from there. No, everybody in there get a GED. Right, bro. Imagine you're trying to apply for colleges and they find out you went to Eastside High School in Patterson, New Jersey. Like, <laughs> I don't think you can get in. We aren't the bride. Like, uh, like you're trying to go to wear records? Why? Like to clean? Like be a like lawn hedges? What is? You do know this isn't the local community college. Right. Like, nigga, the local community college, like, nah. Nah, we, nah. we straight, fam. We're trying to clean up our image. Like, like, we, <laughs> like we're going PG. <laughs> you feel me? Dude, it is, it's weird. Just like, but I think there's like, bro, a lot of that shit is fucking trauma. And lead paint. A lot Man. of lead paint. Niggas not taking care of fucking oh, no, bodies. No, no. Already, I don't shit. know if, speaking of which, you said no, okay. So you said that was the worst part for you. Honestly, the worst part for me was when she when they went to homegirl crib. I said, bro, why does this have to look like typical fucking project? Beirut. Like, bro, I'm like, this it's bad. This is like a prison. Y'all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'd sell crack to get the fuck out too. I definitely wouldn't put you know, Bro, speaking of crack you put to get the hell up out of here. I'm not staying here. My, bro, I don't know how Nino Brown didn't think he was going to get arrested at some fucking point. Like, 80s drug dealers are have to be, other than Ace, AZ Faison, have to be the dumbest of the drug dealers on the planet. One, you live around a bunch of broke people, and you're black. And then you're the only one that has money, and they never see you go to work at a certain time. Nigga, every like, oh, who snitched on us? You did. You did. You bought a brand new bed. You did not graduate high school, Alpo. What the fuck did you think you're going to do? Like, what did what did you think was going to happen? You sell crack to the community, and you still live in that fucking community. Yeah, and you're like, wearing gold chains. What you what you mean, brother? <laughs> like, like, they not somebody not doing their job <laughs> if they didn't shoot your monkey ass. What you talking about, bro? How did you not expect to get caught? That's how it snitches works. out here. Don't sell drugs here. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand how people people are like. Yeah, man, it's messed up. He died in the community. Died in the same hood that he put on, nigga. What do you mean? You you can't get mad at the system killing you. You set the system up. 
Right. Motherfucker, it's your system. Nigga, you could have sold donuts. You know, like, <laughs> like, you could have sold donuts. There's so many things you could have fucking sold. Like, at some point, you need to, I don't know, diversify your fucking portfolio. You Bro. fucking idiot. Like, no, nah, we're only going to invest in crack. I think the crack stock is something we need to hold on to. It's not. No, it's not. Definitely isn't. Like, you you're driving a fucking Jeep. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, you're driving a Jeep Wrangler in a place where only people have 88 Deltas. It's 1997. You're Why did you... <laughs> like, you're suspect as fuck. That's, you know what? That is some suspect shit. <laughs> bro, bro, like, you get caught on the humble, like, or live below your means. No one told you to buy 13 like, no, dookie ropes. The police should pull you. The police should really just pull up right next to you, like, really, nigga? <laughs> like, really? really we're not going to arrest you today. We'll be back tomorrow. We, I mean, we can get, you know what? We're going to get fighting chance. Because you know what's up. We know what's up, bro. Stop playing. We're going to be, we'll be back, bro. 48 hours. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like, really, take your money that's and stupid. Go. That's just stupid. Like, it. I mean, but fuck. Like, like, niggas love looking rich around broke niggas and then end up why they going to jail. It's because it's in our fucking DNA, unfortunately. <sighs> it really is. I, I, I think it just happens to be poor people because niggas do that shit. I mean, poor folk do that well, shit true. too. Like, nigga, you live in Newark and well, you're driving a brand new fucking Hellcat and you can't spell Newark without adding a, an R somewhere where it don't need to be. You are going to jail. I mean, they say, uh, they say like, ironically or crazy, crazy enough, people always want, like, the inverse. Like, if you were somebody who grew up with a lot of money, you got sometimes you get, like, this sneaky curiosity <laughs> or suspicion to see what it was like to live without it. Um, even if you I don't know, cousins, you don't want... I, I'm good. I had cousins that didn't have a lot of money. With, right. It, okay, but, right. <laughs> but but she, you got it from your cousin. So in one way or another, you still experienced it. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you didn't outrightly say, hey, I want to see what it's like to be poor or not have money. or like some bit. girl shit. You see what I'm saying? Like, you didn't say, but subconsciously, you wonder because you've always seen life in a certain, in a certain fashion. Like, mm-hmm. I... I was the inverse. I always wondered what it was like to eat abundantly throughout like a day, not just for a week, but for a day. Like three square meals, no restrictions on what you can eat. Just go be able to go to the refrigerator and fix food freely. Mm-hmm. Never got to experience that as a fucking kid. I knew it existed. I seen my fuckers do it. Yeah, like I know it was around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just I never got to do that shit for myself. So I want and motherfuckers be like that's it. Like yeah, nigga, like. I don't know nothing else. You see what I'm saying? Because nothing else intri- nothing else was that motherfucking enthralling to me at that point. My life was so fucked up, been feeling like I was always fucking hungry. Yeah, I just wanted to see what it was like to eat every fucking day when I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you naturally want like the opposite of what you experience. Um, so that's why a broke ass nigga, as soon as he gets some money, he gonna get to spend it on crazy shit. It, I mean, you wanna see what it's like to spend money. Not not necessarily just to have good stuff. I want to see what it feels like to spend this money like this. Not have to worry about when I'm gonna get it again. Mm-hmm. I'm spending it because I know I got enough of it to keep spending. This. So I'm not only am I accumulating shit I've never had. I'm getting the feeling of being a money spender. I've never yeah. had that feeling. I'm gonna keep doing it. So we're just and like do whatever hey, I can just to do, do it. it. Yeah, that, I'm just do it. I've never seen what it, some niggas. It's not about getting money. Mm-hmm. Some niggas have had money. Some niggas' family had money. Pee-wee they just on. don't know what it was like to spend money because their family never spent money on frivolous, dumbass shit. 
but I, we got money. Why don't we spend it? So that's why niggas get out here. That's why these motherfuckers that, like you said, that you would know motherfuckers that come from affluent families that got money, but they're not flashy with their money. You see what I'm saying? They yeah. live in it. But they get out here. You didn't have everything you needed. You get out here. You selling meth and shit and doing dumb shit for like, all these. You just want the clout. Yeah, bro. Like you never. You didn't need it. You just. But you want to know what it's like to spend that money like that, bro. But you never needed it. Your, ask your parents for what you need. They would have gave it to you within means, bro. But you think you should be a certain way because you know you got. You come from a, a family with some bread. Like that don't make no sense to me, but. Yeah, bro. Like people, some people just get enthralled with the feeling of spending money. I want to know what it's like to spend, bro. What it is, is I think too, is just like I think, and this is the difference between scarcity and value. So, like Costco is a value place, right? And if you if you have a big family, if you or if you just need something a lot, you got y'all got to buy peanut butter in bulk. It's you understand the value of paying fifty dollars for like five fucking t- or twenty fucking tubs because you use a lot of peanut butter or toilet paper shit like that. Then like, damn, we have to get this because of the cost. Like we can't get this because it costs too much. And I think that's the difference. Like I grew up understanding value, right. and I think too like I was talking to my one homegirl. She was talking about like Christmas, like. Everyone, she has uh, three other sisters, and everybody pretty much, no matter how good the grades or how good they behaved, everybody was getting equal stuff. And I was like, "Bro, in our family, if you fucked up, you, you fucked up getting, on Christmas. Yeah, come you Christmas. Good Christmas. You was gonna feel that shit." Yeah, and I think too is like my parents got us a bunch of stuff when we were good because when and I was trying to tell her, she's like, "Yeah, my family just didn't live like that." I was like, "Here's what my family did. My dad grew up with an outhouse." Until he was in his teens. My mom grew up pretty nicely, but my grandfather's being hunted by pretty much everybody because he's a GME Streets and a civil rights activist. So like my dad didn't have nothing. So when he had something, he spoiled his family. And that's how I've always been. Whenever I've had it, my niggas, bro, don't even fucking worry about it. It's not even a thing because I don't want to get it to have it just for myself. And when I sold Molly, the reason why I sold Molly is I did it because I knew my friends were doing it, and I wanted to make sure that if they're going to do it, they get from someone who fucking gave a shit about them. I mean, perspective, because obviously if I really cared, I wouldn't give them drugs anyway, but I was also doing the shit too. But <clears throat> I gave more as much, as much Molly away as I fucking sold because it's just like the value of stuff when you, like you when hopefully you live long enough and make enough money to learn the value of stuff. Right. Because value is always going to trump price every day of the fucking week. I buy, I'll pay $40 for a fucking rain jacket because the value of it is I'm going to fucking use it every day. At least six out of seven days of the fucking week because it rains a lot here. But like, I, I think people get used to the price of stuff. Like when rappers talk about, nigga, I got weed that costs more than your rent. That's stupid. Like, what is yeah. that flex for? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure people that smoke, if they could afford, uh, I don't know, $1,200 fucking weed a month, they'd probably buy it too, but they just don't, Meek Mill. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they have other like, shit to buy. Like, hey, man, maybe you're an addict. Like, you know what I mean? like, maybe. Move to a state where it's legal so you get priced better. You can slow down. <laughs> maybe you need a better dealer. Bro, I think we live in a state, bro, it's, 
I was watching, um, I was looking at this one meme because someone, like in the Portland group, like a state where weed is legal and the person is like, hey, is this banana berry boat kush? Like, no, it's lemon raspberry, something else. And then the person, the other meme, part of meme is like, hey, is, is this such and such? It's like, it's weed. Like, you're at the behest of your own fucking dealer. Like, like, <laughs> like, bro, when I say niggas smoke that strong here, I guess that's a flex if you live in a state where it's exclusive and you got to hope that niggas have good weed. That doesn't happen here. If you got bad weed in Oregon, that's your fucking fault. You chose that weed. You looked, was say, like, looked at it, smelled it. It, was like, it this should is... be hard to get some bad shit out there. Man, that's like getting a bad steak in Texas. Like, this is your fault. <laughs> Like what? What are you doing? It's called farm to table. You picked the retarded cow. Like this is this is your fault. Having bad fish in Seattle, like bro, how? What? What? How does this happen? Impossible. Worst case scenario, <laughs> cast that damn reel. You're fucking stuff. <laughs> right. You're, and you're you not get far. what you need, brother. Like there's it, a lot of lakes. It, it, I think it, it's it's like. I don't know, bro. Like picking a bad horse in Kentucky. Like you know, we do this here professionally. Like this is kind of what we're known for. It, it's crazy, bro. I think, but the touch of just like we work hard to make sure our kids don't have to want for anything. But then we also can't be like, oh, this generation's soft, nigga. This is the we don't want a bunch of traumatized Neanderthals, fee fi fo fumming through life. Like like that's a lot. That is a lot to deal with. Like I guess they have to deal with school shootings. But I think the only hardship that I want my kids to really go through is no longer having snow days. Fucking losers. Ha, ha, ha. They can't. Uh, it, Bro, the death of a snow day. Not so bad. Fucking snow days did. Damn. Snow days did suck. Bro, snow days were. Oh, well, take it back. Yeah, snow days are great for me. Oh, my God. Seeing that Pickerton local come through. Mm, that, right. Bro, that snow day sleep. Best in the world. Not not that not not so much for us. Gene Harris was sending your ass to school during Katrina. <laughs> fuck. She didn't give a fuck. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Like it had to be some shit going on outside. It had to be real fucked up outside for Columbus Public to come past. Bro. Yeah, y'all niggas. All the ice, all the schools are on main streets or off of main streets. It may take you an hour to get to the school. I mean, from the road, but yeah, and then y'all are going. Even if the buses was gonna be late, they're still taking. I'm like, man, he might try to go up out there, bro. Like, wow. stupid. But yeah, you'd be out there freezing your ass off at that bus wow. stop. Because I think they would only stop Columbus Public if it was three degrees or below. It had to with the windshield added. If you added in the windshield, it had to be at two degrees. Uh, it was like, yeah. yeah, no, it had to be four degrees or below with the windshield. If it was four or below with the windshield, they automatically said no school. Here's the fucked up about the city of Columbus. You're in the warmest part of the fucking city. Yep. <laughs> Nigga, it would be fucking three degrees in fucking Pinkerton. It'll be a nice balmy eight in Columbus. Bro, salty as fuck. With the windshield, and you still out there at that bus stop. <laughs> Bro, loud man, I can remember this. Oh, bro, it was some days. I ain't gonna lie, it was some days. Jam pack was suffering. Like, man, if you made it to school, that was oh my god, oh my god. 
Bro, because Columbus Public was going to, because commerce happens in Columbus, so the Bro, roads I'm are going to so get paid. Like, Bro. you had to hope the storm came literally at 4.30 in the morning. Yep. It either, sometimes it came and it, lay, it laid on thick, and even if it came at, like, midnight, it w- it came on so thick, the snow plows couldn't keep up. And as soon as they plowed the shit, it packed right back up. I'm all right, man, those are bro, those are great days. Those yeah, are the, good. the best thing about those days were the ooh, bro, the back to back snow days. The snow day when you we had a couple of them. The next day, oh, oh, oh my we God. had a couple of those. Luckily, we good, had a couple of those. Good eatings. Good like, yeah. eatings. That that oh. came like what was that? What that shit was like? What sixth grade, seventh grade year, something like that? That shit wasn't too bad, bro. I remember. I think one year we got lucky. I think it was my junior year. No, I don't think because it didn't snow much my junior year, but it got yeah. Junior year, I think we, we didn't have a snow day. But I think sophomore year, we got a month we got a Friday off, then a Monday. Mm. Nigga. Nigga. I'm ooh, man. Ooh. I'm that's like, bro, that's like eating your favorite meal twice. It was that's super bro. And on Thursday night, you find out you ain't got school Friday, boy. Ooh. I'm super late. I'm playing. I'm breaking that PlayStation out early. Fuck Man, y'all ain't got school today. Um, uh, a word, word, yeah. and then that blizzard come in on Sunday night. Mm. Mm. Warms my heart just thinking about it. And these, the hey, these kids, hey, they gonna be mad. All that snow on the ground. They still gotta wake up early and look at that Zoom. Like, pay attention. You got school, boy. And our parents, like, it's different because our parents didn't because my mom never got one because she lived in fucking Cleveland and everybody walked to school. Like, mom, like, y'all kids soft. Don't be mad at us because y'all decided to care about kids. Like, the fuck? Probably less of y'all would have got kidnapped if y'all gave a fuck. Like, Johnny wasn't missing. He was just stuck in the snow. <laughs> like, fuck it. <laughs> like, that white man to come get him was a fucking more. That's what we was, it like, built character. Died. It was character carving, I guess. I don't know. Boucher, man, think about it. Ten miles yeah. uphill both ways. Why did you live on top of? Why did you go to school in the castle? Like yeah. that's the real question. That's different. I would have never did that shit. My mom would have sent me out there for that. I I took the ass whooping. Yeah, like, I ain't going out there. That's just crazy talk. I bro. think what they had us do was somewhat sensible. Then again, it, it teeter. It was teetering the line, like you was teetering that line, like fucked. this is fucking child abuse. Yeah, <laughs> but, especially if you were poor and didn't have a coat. Like bro, those white hall kids had to suffer. No, if you had one of those Uzi coats, <sighs> you were still out there lightweight suffering. Bro, that wasn't even a down coat. It was Man. just down. Like there's like eight feathers. Straight up, stole the duck out your like shit. That. They had that couch cushion cotton <laughs> and stuff. That shit, bro. That shit was so breathable, but not. Yeah, bro. Like, we're going to fucking die, bro. This shit ain't helping. You got to put on a hoodie or two with that shit. Bro. And then Columbus, like the east side always, and the west side always fucking flooded. Like, Jesus Christ, so many kids probably just floated away. Man, it was good times on the east side. East side got, especially when they started doing them, like, like putting up more fucking like residential neighborhoods, mm-hmm. like develop like housing developments, um, like MI homes, bought some space, and like nice. Mirage homes, bought some space and shit like that. Going like closer. Oh, to everybody the had road. a nice little Mar- uh, like MI after, home. Yeah, as they as you know, matter of fact, as they slowly started to build up Chatterton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. 
I can remember when Chatterton didn't even reach all the way to fucking. It did not. Yeah, I was trying to explain it to somebody. I'm like, bro, bro it stopped. Bro, it was Bryce. I mean, That's it was it. no Bixby. And then you got up to, like, you barely got up to Bryce. And that was it, bro. Like, it didn't go up to fucking Gender Road. I was trying to explain it to somebody. Like, no. Yeah, that, I'm like, that shit didn't. Where the exist. D stories and shit like that. Yeah, bro. Like, seasons. yeah. So my mom worked in that. She worked for that housing development Miranda Homes that that's right behind the D store mm-hmm. and our house was the second one away from the D store like if you was at the D store and you count the houses from that you could see from the street from right to left we was the second house um and we was in there before even that whole development was like that whole development wasn't even there only half of it was there when we stayed in there and this yeah. was like junior senior year high school <laughs> So I can remember all that shit came up, and it for damn sure flooded a lot, like a lot. That back street was shit when it started. It started to rain. Fuck it, just stand no, right. Like it's gonna turn into a fucking swamp. Yeah, I couldn't I, stand it, bro. It's just like a lot of people don't remember a lot of old Columbus. No, like people hold up like oh city center, like nah, nigga, you don't remember Northland. No, bro. Everybody exactly. talk about city. So like, nah, you don't remember Northland. You you you're not from here. You don't remember Northland Mall. Fuck that. If you don't remember this motherfucking movie, the that movie theater at Northland Mall is where I went to see Love and Basketball. Please tell me you went on a date. Of course. Okay. I'm gonna say like that's a I like. Oh man, I really love some non-lethal and Omar Epps. Nah, well, either way. <laughs> no, I I think too is just like because Tamarack. Bro, there's a tamarack here, like literally a mile away. That's funny. I was like, and I took a picture of. I was like, yo, there's a tamarack, because you know, even if you're not, if you're from the east or north side, you know tamarack. Hell yeah, that fucking circle. I, there should be a million more wrecks that happen, but niggas just get lost. <laughs> that circle's nuts, bro. If you didn't, it's like kind of like if you didn't go to Northland or you didn't grow up around that area, Beechcroft or nothing. Yeah, you'll you'll get lost in that damn circle, and it's funny as fuck. It is, bro. I think, yeah, I think it's just like you want your kids to do better. So now that they have one that actually gives a shit about the kids' education, it's hard to learn when you're trying to thaw. But bro, like the weird thing, like here's what I, I thought about this too. Like Pickerton, it's. Most of my homies that I like keep in t- contact with and talk to are, are black, mm-hmm. because the like the a lot of the fake shit, like we you couldn't beef. We didn't have enough black people to beef. That makes sense. Like we didn't like especially in our grade. There's like probably ten or eleven of us that actually were were known or that kicked it and did shit. Bro, if you if you were beefing with any nigga like that, that fucked up the whole flow. Even if you weren't there, people you were like subsequent friends with, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all weren't really cool, but when you saw each other, you didn't. There was no static and shit like that. Right. We didn't have that luxury. Like if you went to East, you could beef with a nigga and still go throughout your day and have relations and and, and friendships with other black people. Oh yeah, bro, definitely. Bro, we couldn't. If like you couldn't hear. And I think a lot of it's like I think the reason why me and you get on to when we kick it is just like I'm I'm so good at spotting out fake. And I think watching people do fake shit, the people that they say they love and care about, like even if I was like, nah, I can't fuck with you. So like when I had when I was on my during my 30, most of the people in my people you know are all motherfuckers I went to school with. 
And I was like, I can't add them on fucking Facebook. There's no way. Because you did some janky shit back in like 03. To not even me, but to someone who you used to kick it heavy with. Mm-mm. I, I can't I, I can't associate with you all like that. Like it, it's weird. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of well, after I got after like foster care and shit, and I moved out into like like the high school years, and I was staying with my mom and such. Like that's the I don't know, like this that's where we primarily were, like around like Pickerington, Reynoldsburg area. So like that's all I, all I was used to being around. I kind of I'm. Was a hood nigga that didn't like to kick it with the hood niggas at all, if it makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, like I, we, I be in the hood, I, I chill. But if it was up to me, I'd rather be at the crib chilling with the motherfuckers I'm used to kicking it with. Like I said, I, I fare well with some. I, I do a lot better with the suburban crowd. Um, and in a lot of instances, I'm just able to. I'm shit. I just happen to grow up in the hood, so I just know how to function in that motherfucker. But it's not like it's necessarily somewhere I, I aspire to be all the time. A lot of motherfuckers get comfortable with that shit. Like that's, I don't know. It, it, I understand being home, <clears throat> home and being a part of the environment. I get it, but like, I don't think nobody should ever be used to the hood. Like I think that's some of the cruelest shit to make somebody do is to get used mentally have to wrap you around wrap your brain around comfortability and living in that manner like it's some of the most fucked up shit bro like I don't understand but people have to force themselves to be comfortable with it because they know they're not going to be they're going to be in the hood for I don't know like an, an extent well, let's call it a, a super extended period of time based upon the circumstances or lack thereof or achievements mm-hmm. or lack thereof like it's fucked up. But I, I like I said, I figured out from an early age I didn't want to be around that shit. So it was Bro, easier for me to get along with Pickerton cats. I th- I think what is like anything to like our friend group. Oh yeah. Even when we went to college, like the Cleveland niggas, I kind of felt comfortable. But like, I wasn't hood. No, not a hood bone in my body. I can get along with anybody. But I think the thing about me, you, Nell, at least us three was that we were polarizing. We were going to do or say some shit that niggas was not going to like. And I was like, I need to pick a friend base to where they can stick up for me, even to be like, bro, you did some super foul shit. But it would, they would still have like, you have my back, Jules have my back, Nell have my back. Like, Jules was like the referee for all of this shit. Oh, definitely. Like, it was really just like, all right, he's a center defensive midfield, and we're just attackers. Like, all right, go do what you do. And I think that was one of the the, the parts of just like I knew I couldn't kick it with the niggas in Detroit because that was just a different. Uh, like, they no, were no. so they were so embedded it, in this idea of everything's for sale. Right, but like, I I couldn't fuck with a nigga from Detroit for nothing. Not at Central because like everything was for sale. Yeah. Everything like. Like the whole like nigga you play too much was just a thing. Yeah. Like the Cleveland niggas did because there's this always this rivalry between Cleveland and Columbus, but I don't think it wasn't on our fault because we never really we had too much going on in Columbus to hate on Cleveland niggas. And I have family in fucking Cleveland. A lot of these niggas from this like Larry. Larry, fucking Larry. Oh my god, Larry. <laughs> I haven't said that name since two thousand fucking five. Larry. 
This nigga Larry. Larry. Bro, ate the cheapest food on the planet. <laughs> Bro, I never seen knockoff spaghettios. He, he had the knockoff of knock. I was like, nigga, did you go back to Cleveland to buy this shit? Like, bro, he probably there's did, a bro. Walmart up the street. Man. I eat this shit out the can. I can't do it. Larry used to eat knockoff fucking spaghetti. I said, bro, I got a microwave, bro. You want to warm that shit up? I'm good. I'm like, bro, you were wild, bro. Bro, he. Bro, I remember that shit. That shit's wild. Bro, Larry, bro, but he had so much of it. Like, please tell me you paid more than 25 cents for that shit. Like, he had just. Cause I think yeah, cause he shared he's a room next to me. Larry was cool, but bro, Larry was just embedded in niggas is broke. And I think that was a real big culture shock to me. It's just like, oh shit, like there's actually niggas who don't have two parents. Like there's actually niggas who who actually are the first in, in their families to go to college, like to where it's a big deal that they went. Like Central State was my safety school because I fucked around at school and then take my grades fucking seriously. But like not to disinterest like I'm glad I fucking went. I got my homeboy. My homeboy's in like fucking experience. But like my first choice is fucking obviously you're from Ohio, so it's fucking actually Oregon, mm-hmm. uh Cincinnati, and I guess like Ohio State. But I was like, yo, if I don't get in any of these, I'm definitely not going to Columbus State. Fuck out of here. You know crazy shit is hindsight being twenty twenty. Could have just went I to probably State. took my black ass to fucking Columbus State after I left Central, <laughs> or before yeah. I left Central. Before I Central was my last resort because what nobody else wanted me to play basketball, mm. and that was it. I I told my mom like I, I'm only really going to college to play ball. Like, I don't really want to. I don't subscribe to the, to like the college concept. I've never liked the whole college. You know what I mean? Like I've never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't stand like the whole overpaying for all that. It just never really sat well with me. But, I mean, to play college ball or whatever, like, you know what I mean? I fuck it, I suck it up and play by the rules and do certain shit, but after that didn't really, you know what I'm saying, turn out the way I wanted to. And especially being at Central, I didn't know Central was going to be like, if Central was in a different area, bro, like, I probably wouldn't care. It would have been a lot more easier to stomach a whole bunch of bullshit. But it was primarily because of where the fuck it was. Bro, bro they put black colleges in the most racist areas. Like, yeah. hey, you know we don't have to pick Cottoner anymore. Why like, the fuck bro, could you why not have this in Columbus? Or Dayton. That shit is weird. I don't like, bro. I just don't want to. <clears throat> I don't feel comfortable around this bitch at all. We're going to get hung. Yeah. Bro. Like Springfield Xenia is home of the mixed people. Bro, I know better. Like I I think what it is too is just that we got the college experience without taking full advantage of what college could have offered in the network of everything. Like it's sometimes like, man, I wish it would have been dope to like graduate from Central State and have those experiences with people. But it's like, bro, I didn't want to I, I knew I probably would have wanted to fucking transfer. I don't want to hang out in a fucking another country school. And like, because Pickerton was like that. It's like she's like, like, bro, I'm in another place where I have to make my own fun. Like that's Hell yeah. that shit. That's the shit that always uh, it, it'll play with you. Like it'll fuck with you mentally. Shit, I think that's why we was always fucking gone. No Super here. Oh, you here we come, buddy. 
that I think that was a catalyst. Mm-hmm. I think if we hadn't gone to OU, things would have been a little bit more productive. Because then we like you get in our mind like, oh, we can leave. No one can stop us. Like, bet. <laughs> like, like, I'm out this bitch. That's the part of here. They on Monday. And it too, just like it was kind of isolating, bro. Because like the only other suburban person was fucking Alondre, and he was such a goober. Oh, bro, Alondre was wild, bro. I'm like, bro, I just don't. Alondre like way made me nervous sometimes. Alondre was just he was a he would have been really cool if he wasn't such a fucking tryhard, bro. I used to cry laughing because we had fucking uh, we had the same political science class together. And uh, Dr. Dungey used to always, you know, his, well, his name was Alondre, but he don't spell it like that. Yeah. And he used to always call that nigga Alejandre Hodge, and I used to be weak as fuck. <laughs> he would look at me every time, bro. I'd be weak as shit, nigga. Because <laughs> he could, he never corrected him. He'd just be like, here. <laughs> bro, tell him to hit your name. He's like, bro, fuck it, bro. Cause I, but he wasn't the only name he butchered up, but I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't have got Alejandre. Off of that shit, bro. That shit had me weak as fuck. I think the weirdest thing too was getting so introduced to not even just many different modes of people, but like a, a, a certain directness. Oh yeah, because like in suburban areas, there's a lot of pol- you have to handle things politically in a different way. You can't just go up and sock a nigga. But like, and you couldn't even have that energy that we you were just going to go up and sock a nigga. Like everything had to be like we had to find a way to talk it out. Like obviously being about that action is different if you play sports and shit. But it's like every day it's just like yo, if you say something, it's like I remember when the Asian dude, the black Asian dude, fucking tackled me out of nowhere. What like, the black fuck? Like he played football. <sighs> I was like, because we're, cause oh, we're oh, okay. We came back from a I'm a, we came back from a party, and there's this dude on it, they had fucking TV on in the main room. I was like, oh, look, there's an Asian dude in the tree. And I guess he'd been made fun of for being half black and Asian his entire life. And he was like, what'd you say about the Asian dude? I was like, nothing. He's on TV and he's fucking plastered. The football players could not handle their fucking liquor at all. He just fucking tackled me. I'm going to pick up a chair. And it was like, no, 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 chill, 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 everybody, chill, chill, chill. We get rid of it. I was like, the fuck is this? But the cool, the only thing that made it like a little bit cool, because like no one acted like he punked me, because they clearly saw me reaching for the fucking chair. Like, this is about to be a situation. I don't over know, a, man. Over I, a I chair? Bro, I'm sort of, oh, no, because he thought I was making fun of Asian people. I mean, he. All I did is like, look, there's an Asian dude on TV. It definitely wasn't. I was making fun of the dude's heritage. Why would I do that? He only because he was the only Asian in the room. Probably, niggas is wild, bro. Hell yeah. I think. Oh no, but shit, we're at the ninety minute mark. Oh shit! Thank you, G, for this, man. I appreciate you. Right, no boy. Anytime, anytime. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this other bonus episode of Chaos Therapy. Y'all take it easy. Be safe. Peace, bro. I'll let you.